0: Hi there, welcome along, this is Outdoor Gear Chat. We are on Season 2, Episode 2. This is going to be Stove's Burning Ring of Fire. I'm joined as normal by Kathy. Hi, how are you? All right?
1: Hi, I'm good, Wayne. Yeah, thanks very much. I'm Kathy Casey, Co-Director and Owner of the Climber Shop in Ambleside and the Joe Brown Shops in Snowdonia. And today uh, we have a special guest with us, fresh, I believe, from turning down a... Uh, a recent opportunity to compete on Strictly, it is none other than Mr. Stuart Smith. Stuart (laughs) has completed expeditions across the globe and is a lecturer in outdoor education, a DOV assessor, and also seems to pop up on a lot of event safety with the BBC. Um, So uh, Stuart has been known to use a stove or two in his time. So uh, welcome, Stu.
2: Hey, good morning, everybody. Morning, Wayne. Morning, cafe. Right. That's a bit of a glamorous um, glamorous introduction. Well, it um, is. You're a celebrity, mate. I've
0: just told you that. Yeah, I don't know which strictly
2: I turned it down. I've strictly turned down a few things, I think. But
0: anyway. Strictly get that dancing, beard trimmed.
2: Strictly um, Dancing <laughs> requires a gimbal wrist, really, so you can keep your cup in a, in a great
0: way. You, you can keep your pint more at the point, yeah. Um mm. <laughs> or a brew? So oh, we're brew. going to be
2: talking about
0: stoves. Definitely. Yeah,
1: definitely. yeah, yeah. Brews are vital for, uh, well, stoves are vital for making brews. Absolutely. Oh, good, they're, they're good
0: work. Vital. So, yeah, well, well, just launch straight into it. I was a nice link in there. So we're going to be talking about stoves today. So, what, what, what's, what's the opener for stoves? For in, in, in your view, you two, what do we, where, where do you start from with stoves?
1: Never buy just one that's oh, wow. uh that, that's that's the rule in this house yeah it's almost yeah. like
2: bikes it's like <laughs> n plus one you sort yeah. of try one and think, <laughs> Definitely.
1: there's never enough i am uh, married to a man with a bona fide stove fetish uh so we have uh, a, a garage full of stoves and um in fact just two weeks ago i did um have a picture sent to me of the latest stove edition, which is actually a fire pit for the garden with a particular um method of drawing the smoke back in and reburning it. So we haven't tried that one yet, but uh oh. the stove seems to be getting bigger. You're gonna
2: be doing kippers. <laughs> 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 I thought
0: I thought your face then stew, you were like, Oh, where can I get one of those from? That sounds fancy. Well, yeah, I can no I no, can you go Man or somewhere shop.
2: like that, and you'll get one. Oh
0: uh, yeah, it's monk's kipper. Um mm. So that is is it? What's 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 your favourite stove? Then, we'll, should we start off with that one? We'll, we'll narrow narrow it down. What
2: there's all sorts of there's all sorts of talk about like boil times and things like that. Then, I guess then you what whatever your favourite stove is the one going to boil you brew, brew the quickest really? Brew the quickest, in, in yeah. That's... The circumstances you get, but there's so many different variants of that. I remember in school because um, I did go to school. It wasn't approved or anything. It was just a proper one. And I ended up going to school and my physics teacher boiled water in a plastic bag, uh, sorry, paper bag. Um, and it was amazing. Uh, that, that sort of blew my mind. That that sort of change was a game changer. I tried it, burnt my hand and got it wet at all at the same time. So, <laughs> so there is a technique to doing it. And apparently if you that. go up like with altitude and, and lowering of pressure and all that sort of thing, you can you can boil water in a paper bag so that the, like the boiling point changes sort of thing with altitude.
0: Or or in a school in Bolton, where yeah, the, in where where, where the Bolton. altitude's different as well. Yeah, <laughs> At, no attitude, attitude. The attitude, attitude yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm absolutely amazed by that. How you how you do that? I'm gonna have, yeah, to, we'll have to research that
2: afterwards. I think. But it was a lovely Mister Goo. He, he, he taught us all sorts of things about physics. He brought his clarinet to teach us about waveforms. Oh, he, well. was a, he was a really, really good runner as well. And he, he sort of worked out the angle of the track in Hungary or Budapest or wherever it is. And um, when he was running there once, and worked out the angle of the track and then put a sort of, not prosthetic thing, what do you call it? An after something in your shoe to help you lean a oh, little orthotic. bit. orthotic. Oh, right, oh, orthotic. orthotic. Yeah, That's, yeah. That sounds like something you put in your tooth. But yeah, an orthotic thing so you could, le- I'm leaning now, so you could lean to get... The <laughs> At a particular off. angle to get yeah. faster. Yeah, yeah, it was a great teacher. Well, awesome amazing. But yeah, well, you maybe know, you could research that later about yeah, yeah. lowering well, the pressure course. to make water boil at lower than 100 degrees C.
0: In the but paper
1: bag. I mean, that does happen naturally, doesn't it, at, at, at altitude? And uh, mm. you could sit there for hours waiting for your snow to melt. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's why if, you, if you're on a sort of a base camp for a prolonged amount of time, um, the, pe- the pressure cooker is the way forward. Um, not just to save fuel, but it saves it a colossal amount of time as far as cooking boiling water and cooking foods concerned.
2: But that that goes back then to sort of saving time and saving energy and all the rest of it is goes back to um, it was Nansen I think when he was crossing Greenland and he, he spoke with. Primus, Swedish company there mm. uh, who were making stoves at the time and he sort of got them to to make a pressurised stove w- which would preheat the fuel um, so therefore he could use less fuel and go further. Um, this is in invisible on every uh, book that uh, yeah. lovely Mike Parsons and Mary Rose uh, put together and they, they explained that that was, was sort of the fundamental of all uh, all our adventure travel from from then in the 1800s or something. Yeah, and it right. still
1: is. Any of your MSR stoves, um, basically, mm. it's that that principle. You just to start them, you have to prime them and create a pressure in your liquid fuel canister, um, allow a little bit of that water to trick uh, water,
2: <laughs> fuel, fuel, whatever yeah. that
1: may be. Thank you. That would save
2: a fortune. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. God,
1: yeah. You could burn water. Hydrogen <laughs> um, stoves,
2: brilliant. You just yeah. add water to your water to get to
1: yeah. That's yeah, a stove that could split the uh, oxygen and hydrogen atom—that would be amazing.
2: <laughs> or oh, like carbide uh, lamps when you went mining. In... Oh God, no, I
1: used to live with a. a... Oh, don't don't, don't get, in get distracted
0: company. with caving you two we don't no. we don't we can't we can't get immersed into that so we, we'll be talking about rubber and gloves we're and going, all sorts we're going and,
2: off down a, d- a different worm all exactly way, into yeah,
0: and, yeah. In, in quite yeah. quite we literally. don't want to
1: delve down into that one
0: <laughs> no no so because yeah. that, that and, and priming then what's priming all about just for those i know because because we quite often get we get a bit technical sometimes in these chats don't we so those for those people who just normally used to screwing a canister into a jet boil for example what's priming all about and what's well, priming fuel? is for
1: your, it's just for your liquid fuel if you have a gas stove there's no priming required yeah. um unless these days you have a liquid gas combo stove because you can get stoves that will burn both a gas and a liquid fuel and sometimes you need to swap over a component to allow it to do that. But there is a stove from a Japanese company called Soto or Soto. Oh, I've got one of those. Um, Where well, you don't need to do anything. Yeah. yeah. You can you can just um, put on whichever fuel you want. It's
2: dead clever. Yeah, I've got one of those. That yeah. saved a lot of pricking. <laughs> For those of you who might remember, you used to get like a, like a long-handled stick with like a little pin on the end. Yeah. And if you change your nozzle over, I'm doing it now so you can see it, but it's no good when you. <laughs>
0: it really works audio wise, yeah.
2: No, but um, you t- you used to turn the nozzle over and you got a sort of slightly wider nozzle or a slightly wider hole on the nozzle on one side than you did on the other side. So, depending on what fuel you had, because it was, what well, fuel was quite dirty really, whether it was um, diesel, petrol, like Coleman multi fuel stalls were a bit right. of my favourite and things like that in the 80s and 90s. Um, from what I'm told, obviously I was too young for all that business. But um and used to have a pricker and used to have to prick the hole to stop it clogging up with all the dirtiness.
0: I like that. Proper <laughs> uh, safety first. Let's let's stick it stick a pricker in our gas canister. Like, <laughs> our, our,
2: our no, canister, no, only mean liquid fuel. liquid
1: fuel. But it was that hole that your uh, liquid fuel came through and that yeah. soaked a little um pad underneath and uh, that's what you lit and essentially the heat from that flame heats um, a tube that the liquid fuel is coming through and that heat turns that liquid into gas and that's yeah. what makes your stove efficient so even though it's a liquid fuel stove as you're burning it you are actually burning it in a gas form and yeah. it's the priming that's required to create the heat to do that
2: mm. yeah hey, that fancy. goes back to mr goodge and flammable and inflammable what's the difference between flammable and inflammable and that also then dictates what type of fuel that you choose. When you mentioned earlier about do you use gas, do you use multi fuel, do you use hydrogen, as Kathy yeah, yeah. to? And, <laughs> in, yeah. In yeah, that's not carbon. advisable. No, not yeah, yet. Space not... 1999 has yeah. moved on now. By a Egg, few yeah, years. Yeah. Now we're, we're now in like looking at 2028 20, when Captain Scarlet was around. Yeah, and, and yeah, fuel is 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 is. is a, one of your biggest choices really isn't it it's, that it's how do you carry that fuel that we're talking about for them to make sure that your journey is as safe and as possible as, mm. as, as you as you can uh, you know, as well as getting efficiency have. when
0: you're cooking as well of course yeah because that like 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 you say you need to be able to boil your brew quickly enough but it's got to be yeah it's got to be safe and at the right temperature and all that yeah
2: mm. sorry and, yeah, yeah. Well, sadly, obviously, um, just cooking in tents and things like that or in snow holes or in, in caves or wherever leads to its own um, badness, really. And people have been really ill and, and died as well from it. Really. So that's that's the sort of, as you were saying about safety side of it, that's a, a massive criteria for picking your favourite stove. Which one can you actually use in, a, in the environment that you're going to, whether it's very, very cold, very, very high, or very, very hot, um, generally hot, hot. Weather also creates different problems if you're taking gas torches, you know, with mm. expansion of of metals and all this of, it sort of thing. Um But yeah, it's 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 got to be sort of considered whether you use white spirits, which is liquid, or whether you use iso, iso bu, bupo, protein. Blah, 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 which yeah. I used to love reading it, it all been. in different languages on the side of the canister. Used to get Coleman, Coleman stoves or Epigas, which was in like Stockport. Oh, or Epigas that. back
1: in the day. Yeah.
2: And, um, and I used to read it in the side, and that was, that was like, whilst sort of waiting for my brew two to three minutes or whatever it was, uh, Melange do Gaz or whatever it was. <laughs> go, and that's, and that's how
0: you learn Icelandic, is what you oh, say. Yeah. In uh, that
2: uh, by... uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: funnier with the face I, I think sorry yeah it's probably not going to come across uh audio wise uh, your, your little face when you did the yeah look at that um so what but yeah so and that that's an important point as well isn't it all gas isn't the same is it and all liquid isn't the same there's all those different types of those that you can use all with their own properties i guess
1: yeah, yeah, the liquids you can use different, but well, they're basically yeah, <coughs> you've got petrol. You've got fossil fuels um, in all their various different guises. You can use aviation fuel. Um, you well, can quite use, literally,
0: uh, rocket fuel. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> right, that's quite a bit pricey, yeah, I yeah, think. Anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, you can also use the stoves that allow you to use twigs. You can use twigs to recharge your phone on uh, mm. on some stoves as well. Um, although That's if it's raining, you've got a bit too. of an yeah. issue with your fuel. Um, you can use methylated spirit. You can use fuel gels. Um, clean white spirit. Um, uh, uh, fuels uh, burn really well at uh on on any liquid fuel they're the, the, mo- the most cleaning uh the cleanest sorry liquid fuels uh like coleman fuel um and i think Primus call there is power fuel um that's a, a really good one to use on on liquid fuel stoves and that means you don't have to do anywhere near as much maintenance if you're using diesel for example you have to clean your stove pretty much after every use uh and use your pricker each time as well just and to your keep pots
2: that. and your bones
1: <laughs> and your stomach lining <laughs> yes um when it comes to gas uh you've got um different canisters and you'll see different canisters in our shops and there'll be different prices as well even though they're the same size and there's a reason for that. Um, There's some that are uh, propane, sorry, some that are butane. And some that are a blend, they're an isobutane, and they all have different properties. So propane, for example, is very versatile. You can use it for backpacking stoves in small canisters. You can use it in the big canisters for um, double burners and you can burn it all season. And Stu's holding up one of his little uh, Coleman gas canisters there. Um, The downside of that, and this is a bizarre thing to talk about as far as gas is concerned, is weight. It's uh, it's a little Mm -hmm. heavier. Right. Butane, um, just because of the way that it's compressed, um, is lighter. So if you're backpacking, butane uh, can be a, a better option where every gram counts. Um, but it won't work in cold or at altitude anywhere near as well. And actually, um, it will get to a point where, where it won't work at all. Um, to get around that, you can use a blended gas, isobutane. And that tends oh, nice. to be more expensive. Um, the, that offers the lightweight qualities of butane, but it doesn't freeze at zero degrees. Um, however, if you are going to a colder region, you need to be aware that it only burns to minus fourteen or thereabouts. So that's when liquid fuel comes into its own. And if you're traveling remotely, then it's normally much easier to get hold of mm, any that, kind of some form of liquid fuel. fuel. Yeah. 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 Mm, yeah.
2: And I guess that what transportation, then, therefore, sort of taking it on planes and things like that. Yeah. 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 Gas, yeah. Canisters, are pre- gas canisters are pressurized. Right. Um, you take it on a plane and they slap your wrists um, yeah. quite severely, really. Yeah. Um, and same with lighters and things like that. So, you, you, mm-hmm. your source of ignition needs to be sort of thought about, too. Obviously, a lot of stoves have got the, the peaks so sort of yeah, so, yeah. like built in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would I would use those as a sort of backup as well, and always sort of take a different sort of an extra form of, of ignition as well. Really, Whether well, it's would a you flint not and steel? Right. Sorry,
0: I was just going to ask that oh, question, like Stu. Flint... Oh, right. You, yeah, well,
2: yeah, I'll preempted you. Yeah, no, you striking. did. Yeah,
0: yeah, always, always, well,
2: mate. But yeah,
0: <laughs> or whether you take stuff like waterproof matches as well, but wood, flint, and steel, I guess transportation-wise, if you're going on aviation, it's a bit easier to carry than. A box of matches, for example, is it?
2: It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know, you need to check with the aviation laws and things like that about what you can take and where you take it, whether it goes in the hold or whether it goes in your baggage. Um, but then, you, flints and steels are, are sort of pretty universal. They'll, yeah. they'll work anywhere, at any altitude. You know, they they're not wind dependent and things like that. Um, they they they're a very very low energy source. So you you know, you, if you drop a spark from a flint and steel on your on your kit. It generally doesn't burn it away, like if you're Mm. dropping a match or you're dropping a light on it or something like that. Um, So they're very, very low energy and easy, relatively easy to do in any conditions, even with gloves on and all the rest of it. Um, They do need shielding, obviously, like with your stove, that needs shielding from from the elements too, whether it's wind, rain or
0: whatever else snow, yeah to. yeah well snow or what yeah whatever and that so that that i guess yeah and that's where you, the, all the experience that you've got from places like yeah whether it's the himalaya or or morocco or or, or whatever you've got that variation of knowledge as far as 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 taking a stove so do, do you but do you do you have a, a stove that you'd you have multi have a, available for multiple uses like that then that you could use in the mountains as well as the the desert for example or is it a very different thing for you there's, there's
2: a lot of favorite ones there's like yeah. the, the sort of one that kathy was just talking about it seems to have come in from japan reasonably recently and and right. has a has a bit of an you know the, there's an old school msrs and um yeah um whisper lights and things like that um they seem to have taken over the, the sort of multi fuel um, tr- transition of, of going into cold areas and things like that. They're, they're really, really, really easy to to uh, clean in, in the f- in the field and things like that. Mm. I remember we were out in Norway um, and there's like a little leather patch in it, which is part of the priming so priming uh, function. And you pump the handle up and down, that gets you a little bit warm. Um, you look at it for a little bit and think for a little bit, and that gets you a little bit warm thinking. And then you try and light the thing, but the leather patch dissolved in, in our stove, so therefore we couldn't light it. We couldn't get it going at all. We couldn't get the thing to pressurize. Um, we could set light to fuel, but that didn't really help. So no. we were then stuck for something like 26 hours without fuel and, and wow. therefore not being able to brew up and not being able to heat the tent or anything like that. Then. Um, so we had to sort of cuddle a little bit with this ex-Marine guy that I was sharing the tent with. Um Slightly interesting. I was going to That's say, there's, a different a, story there's an image. Different there's an
0: image. Yeah, yeah.
2: Of, um,
0: what, a talk. different audience? X-rated? Yeah, yeah it's it's, sleeping it's, bag usage. It's Saturday night chat over a few pints, that one, isn't it? Rob? And the other and, thing
2: to go... Oh, of course, yeah. The other thing to go with it, then, is 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 flasks. And, and like. Um, um, I, I was very fortunate to be given a SIG flask recently, mm. um, and it was brilliant. It's kept water warm in it for 24 hours. Um, warm enough to put back onto the boil again, and it'll boil up much much quicker than being um, sort of sitting in in a a plastic bottle, sort of sitting yeah. there waiting. Sort of thing. And, and by, by, that, in, that in itself's a bonus, really.
0: By flask, you just mean like a standard, like vacuum flask, a thermos flask, as was. But yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah that's sort of that Maybe not a tartan
2: yeah. one. maybe yeah. Maybe not made out of glass, and and, <laughs> and maybe not sort of sitting in granny's handbag or whatnot. Not, like, with like nested cups on the top of it, anything like that. Exactly. Yeah. Isn't yeah. there's nested cups, one with an handle and one without I like.
0: I, want to so. like, I, I have a uh, hot chili flasks. Are my flasks? They're absolutely amazing. They do like like you said. you can keep water literally hot.
2: There's another one. That's that, yeah. You know, right. They're a very very sort of new brand. sig is obviously very very. Yeah. You know, it's a very traditional Swiss brand that's that yeah. been known for a very long time um it, thermos it's, it's become like a generic term hasn't yeah it? like well hoover, like hoover hoovering. yeah yeah when you're not actually hoovering you vacuum sort of thing oh yeah. there we are back to vacuum yeah. it's not really a vacuum though so mr good's taught me this as well so it's not right. really a vacuum it's just a gas generated thing um because right. obviously if it was a vacuum it would implode but there we go i can't know you're, oh, too, yeah. you're getting too deep getting too deep, deep too, yeah too, too deep for me <laughs> this time <laughs> superficially I, I am quite deep actually
0: that's you know I mean? <laughs> just superficially. Superficially, yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I've, I've, I don't know how long we've known each other, but I'm learning stuff about you this morning that I didn't know about you anyway, Stu, on all sorts of levels. But yeah, well, in, I went in to that, school? In, well, yeah, that was the primary one to be honest. Yeah. All oh, right. No. Yeah. Uh, and I listened a little bit. Yeah, yeah exactly. You took it in. Yeah. Uh, well, I just I, I, I want to go, just coming back to Cathy's point about burning twigs and stuff like that as well. And you mentioned, I think it was just before we, we started recording about Kelly kettles and that yeah. sort that sort of I don't know, not that yeah. brand, but that method of cooking or heating.
1: Yeah well, we 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 used to take the Kelly kettle out with us if we were on days out when the kids were small and in buggies because um we used that to boil water to heat bottles. <laughs> basically if uh it was just an, an attempt at uh, a, a kind of a woodsy backwoodsy day out with uh yeah. with young children um but um it is a it's a it's a great method and you just mean you don't need to take anything with you except for the, the kettle which doesn't weigh a lot they are bulky yeah. um but uh, but they don't weigh a lot they're not something you'd go backpacking with definitely um never but, it at the bongo yeah, yeah, you definitely have to remember to take the bung out, yeah. And actually, it took a while to work out where to put the water, actually. I was quite confused <laughs> because they work on like a chimney principle. So yeah. um, uh, you basically got a, a hollow um, cylinder of metal, if you like, and the water fills um a, a reservoir around it that probably doesn't work as a description on the podcast at all um but uh, and you also do need to be careful uh, if you decide to put twigs in the top because obviously that is the chimney and all the heat comes out and you can end up burning your fingers so loading from the bottom the um stove where you can uh, um recharge your phone uh that is uh, that does take a bit of getting used to um and you do need to have quite a stash of twigs next to you um, to 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 recharge your phone, so um, it's worth using that before you go out and about, and use it in anger. And that's the same with any stove, really. Well, just um, explain just that a bit more for key. me. You
0: two, yeah, how, what's what's that? What what what's that? So you, can, you that you can use to charge your phone by burning twigs. I don't. I'm struggling yeah, with that it's a particular content, really.
1: stove and a particular type of stove, and you can you can it'll work on twigs. You can basically feed it with 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 twigs, and uh, it uses. Witchcraft to turn that oh. into a charge. I thought <laughs> so it was you smoke and <laughs> <laughs> But you do you no. do need a lot of twigs. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like so- it's
2: like anything else. If you go if you sort of in a in a, a polar area, you need a big bag of snow that you've already yes. collected and sort of chopped up as small as possible, and which then is going to boil down hopefully and break down quicker into your water. And the same as Cathy was just saying there, you do need a lot and lot of twigs. Um, therefore, taking it when you've got a young children with you, go off and go and collect some twigs and you come yeah, back with twigs. it works really well. Or they come back with a right. full flipping tree that they're like, look what I can carry Yeah,
0: they're <laughs> hauling it oh, yeah, 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 that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's like, what mine are into a like. a
2: lumberjack all of a sudden. Yeah. And then, and then you, you're like, you have to whittle it down and whatnot we, we to... That keeps you warm
1: as well. I was going to say,
0: with the axe, with the
2: axe that you've brought with Rub the two sticks together as well. The best form I think of that is rubbing two sticks with like little pink ends on so that... It actually ignites that's um, yeah, sticks, yeah, these sticks match. called matches, yeah, yeah, <laughs> those jelly just... kettles also get called gilly kettles because they they yeah. were a thing that was sort of used out in the out in the woodlands, obviously and out in the highlands up in Scotland and all the other places um and they they are really really sort of efficient, uh, just in the styling they're just not super efficient in the fuel method really, yeah, uh, no. you can use them a little bit with solid fuel blocks and things like that, hexamine blocks if yeah. people have come across those very lightweight sort of stove that gets used on, or used to get used on mountain marathons. Mm. Um, so like the the, the two-day mountain marathons, which is sort of tradition that's coming up to two-day mountain marathon season now, um, the arm isn't very far off. And, and people yeah. used to use little hexamine blocks. And I think you mentioned previously, like a, yeah. you could go to sort of a, a tiny piece of titanium that weighed five grams or something yeah. like that stick a hexamine block on the end of it, smoke yourself silly in under your, in your, in your, in your tent and then not quite get a brew at the end of it. Yeah,
0: get, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, get something uh, tepid. Is you probably. get something yeah. tepid and yeah. something
2: that can sort of go down, but it's not yeah. going to burn your lips and become no. a lip-smacking moment in your life.
0: No, exactly. Well, and not in the UK, especially if you're burning those. I, I'd used them. Yeah, used them abroad, and that was it. Was a bit more efficient then, because yeah, obviously, you didn't have wind and rain coming in sideways. So one or two hexy blocks, and you'd probably have enough for a brew and and your uh, rehydrated meal as well. But yeah, on a on a on a on a um, on a, Lang, a wet Langdale campsite or whatever, you're not gonna. Yeah, it's not gonna be as be the same, is it? But they, yeah, they're just, they're just brilliant things, aren't they? It is again like witchcraft. This tiny bit of titanium that you're then using as a stove, with a, with some form of kettle on top of it.
1: Yeah, yeah the original it, sort of hexamine it, stove is just—it's like the cheapest way to cook cook yeah. food. Really, it's yeah. incredibly yeah, cheap. Yeah, it comes like from, from a very militaristic
2: everything. background, doesn't yeah. it? And you, mm. know, it was in, you know, it was always in—you know was always tied in with a ration pack, and it was always. Tied yeah. In, so. Yes. <laughs> well, and it's
0: it's funny, yeah. That you say that because my my lads uh, just with the cadets at the moment. He's in the army cadets, and they're still that is they're still flogged those those sort of the the, the Hexy stoves. The you know the big fold out one, the Highlander basically is what mm. is the brand, isn't it? As, as was with a load of Hexy blocks. I'm like, surely, what? I'm, I'm, you know, sure. I show Reese my yeah my uh, the out kit version of the jet boil that I've got the brew kit where you're just like look just carry that it's really really lightweight it's gonna get get you brewing next to no time and just tip the water in in your meal then rather than having to carry twelve kilos worth of hexi blocks around with you. That's
2: what Which you get it, with being a cadet and not a regular, I guess. Entirely. Well, yeah, I guess I took a group so. of Gurkhas yeah. out not long ago and they. Yeah. they as soon as they stop, uh, you know, tea, chai, and things like that is is a big thing in in sort of Nepali culture. Yeah. And I was working with some Gurkha soldiers, and and the first thing that they did that they they made a brew on like a jet bar sort of style of stove, yeah. which is is very efficient. It's got a great heat exchanger on the bottom of it, and things like that. They are a bit bulky and they are uh, sort of posh kettles. But um, anyway, they made they made this brew and gave me this brew. I was like, whoa, whoa, we've got a major with us. Why don't you give that? And he's like, No, no, you're our guest. you uh, you get the brew first. So they they made a brew for me and then give one to the major as well. And then, then sat there and continued to eat these Maggie noodles or YY noodles raw. And you think
1: oh, No, no, they're boom, bad when they cooked.
2: The yeah. <laughs> And they just eat them like sort of crisps or biscuits or whatever. Oh <laughs> no. You know, oh. like the chai is one that's important and gets brewed, yeah. up and the, and, the, and these sort of noodles, why, Maggie noodles, whatever they are, just get chewed on, and like brilliant. the the, the little shaker packet that you get in there, the curry curry flavouring or whatever it is,
1: then you just neck
2: that. as It looks <laughs> like um, a condiment.
1: Oh <laughs> my god! Oh, I know it's hard, but blimey, yeah, that's well just...
2: that, that's
0: efficiency oh. though, isn't it? Yeah, priority is get your brew right. Yeah. The, the brew will wash the noodles down. Away you go, brilliant.
2: And jump up and down, and that's it. It's hard, you know, <laughs> give it,
0: um, give it a shake. It. Well,
2: Ready to going off and mirage things.
0: Maraud, but they were they're using jet boil. Did you say? Oh, that that style.
2: Yeah, that sort of thing. So that yeah. that sort of style of cooker is is really really taken off Look, with a little heat exchanger yeah pan. Obviously, a jet boil is is again it's become a bit of a generic term, hasn't it? Yeah, um, absolutely. And vacuuming and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, um, but yeah, you get that sort of thing with a with a. Um, heat exchanger bottom basically if you look at it the bottom's got like lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of sort of castellated uh, metalwork on the bottom and hmm. that is makes it much much more efficient um, due to I'm sure yeah. if Mr. Mr. googe was here now he'd be able to tell us yeah. um, all the things um, behind it
0: yeah, and I, well, I guess it is in. It? It's diverting all the heat up and presumably recycling that a little bit, so it's not it's not let out the sides, which a lot do. But <laughs> I know, yeah, we've got we've got that. We just had the one, and it's come up about the timing, but we're 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 we're, we're counting we're counting down, but we have still got a bit a bit of time. If you're all right, still chatting, is that are you all right with timing? Yeah, oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh look at that! Chat, chat, for, chat, to the t- cows come on. Because just again, I just want to based on your. Um, your generic turn there. I've run out of brew actually, which is terrible, isn't it? Um, Stu, yeah. Stu just picked Preparate, up a mug
2: preparation. I know. Well, yeah, I know. Stu just I won picked this up mug, mug I and won I this blood. mug off Gainer. Yeah, because I got the best radio comment on it, on Grand Tour Um I know Joe Faulkner was up at the top. Charlie Sharp yeah. was winning, and I'd got to the bottom by the side of the road in the car. I thought, no brew kit, no. So I got on the radio and said, Joe, can you give Charlie Sharp a tea bike or two to bring down to me? He said, <laughs> no. no. He said, you've got a car and you're outside the road and I'm at top of the mountain. And uh, so I never got one. But again, I heard this on the radio and uh, awarded me a pint pot, a dotty pint pot. There you go. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was just a normal
0: mug, but your head's small, so it was it was there.
2: I do tuck turns. I do tuck turns in, tuck yeah. turns in bottom. Of it. I'm like Tom Daley in the dream.
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> but back to your generic terms i just wanted to mention pocket rocket and they like the like the msr pocket rocket style oh, wo- yeah, style as yeah, well yeah. and i guess they've got the place haven't they but then there's the windshielding thing as we mentioned a couple of times briefly i always struggle with those because they have it's just everything's exposed isn't it so it's great because
2: you've got extra, that extra th- extra thick foil is always really yeah. useful just a roll of extra thick foil you can sort yeah. of put that underneath your you can use that as a heat generator to lift the heat upwards you can then yeah. use it as a windshield or as a separate one as a windshield as well. So extra thick foil just to wrap wrap it around your your sort of pocket rocket sort of style of um stove. Next thing is you can get lot, those lot easier as for
1: spares as well but it is worth noting if you have a look at the manufacturer's instructions because some of them do say don't ever put a foil windshield around this. Um well, uh, really? I did learn that the hard way um and it's because some of them give out such an intense heat. um, If that heat isn't designed, obviously the heat is all designed to go up into whatever you're cooking. Um, And if you've got a windshield around it that's too high, if that heat is brought back in, it does warm the gas canister, uh, which is a situation you don't really want, particularly if you're um, in a a tent environment or in a camp environment. So so it is just worth checking um, and uh, using maybe natural wind... um,
2: as Cathy's uh, oh, just said, it, it lifts, um, it lifts your stove up. So there's a lot of gas canisters now that are sold with, with little feet, little sort of fold out feet that are really really useful in colder conditions. I used to use those little sort of circular hand warmers that goes under the dimple of the gas canister. Yeah. You sort of pop that. Oh, well, that's a good gas idea. Gas canister warm, and then it, you you've got a bit more of an efficiency because obviously, you know, you use LPG gas and you you put your hand on the outside and it'll freeze to the outside. Mm. um so use utilizing your utilizing your gas um thing is is useful. You can sort of get little neoprene sleeves for your gas canisters now, which yeah. get a little bit warmer but not always best it 's worth well worth practicing and in a ventilated place yeah um, and with something that 's going to put it out whether it 's water or whether it 's foam or whatever it is you yeah. Really. Yeah. Um, yeah practice practice practice.
1: Yeah. And you just said a really important word there as well, Stu, just about stability with the feet, because if you're cooking for more than one person um, and you're needing to use bigger pans on your stove, then uh, an integrated canister system, if you like, where the stove goes on top of the gas Mm. canister, you need to think about the size of the canister that you're going to be using with it because it can Mm. tip over really easily. Um, Maybe a remote uh, canister type stove. So where your little stove has got its own feet and there's a tube coming off to your gas canister. And that gas canister sits separately and sometimes you can have that gas canister touching your jacket because it's separate from the stove you know just as a to to keep it warm and but when it comes to sort of cooking for more than one person then sometimes the remote canister situation or, or sort of stove setup is um is it can be a better option
2: yeah Oh, you, the, the little feet system thing you make sure it's on a stable platform as well mm-hmm. if you're going to be stepping over it make sure your cooking area is, is in a safe place mm-hmm. you know, cooking away from your tent is, is handy if you can do it um, cooking away in snow um, your stove will melt into the snow and then all of a sudden you can't get at it to turn off or whatever it is um, a good friend of ours, John Bamber he's, he's, yeah. he's gone through many iterations of making stove boxes that um, that are great stable platforms uh and ultimately you just trap the lid down and that sort of seals off the the thing and hopefully puts the flame out as well um i have seen sort of methylated spirit stoves where they've been used by groups and um one one young lad got a little bit angry and he just kicked the thing across the campfire it was a beautiful rainbow of um a fire yeah um yeah i'm sure you know it's like Cirque du Soleil i was waiting for the white (laughs) helmets just to come through in the in the motorbike formation and, and, and impressed me no end they didn't um i was, it was just a bunch of scouts water.
0: running around screaming was it
2: yeah <laughs> uh, they weren't quite scouts but yeah um yeah that sort of thing i've had stoves you know tents given back to me with little su- superb sized holes that sort of trendier sort of size we've not mentioned transiers either as a
1: trendier they're
0: iconic I oh, know we've got to go. shoe on Trangia's in because we've got four minutes. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, and yeah. um,
2: so Trangia stoves are super, super useful stoves. Very, very. They, they come again from a Swedish sort of background, uh, Scandinavian type of background. Uh, so therefore, it's simple and reliable um, and used a lot by a lot of d o v style of groups and scout groups and um, that, that, it's sort of great, great introductory things. I took one to Iceland for four weeks and all we took was the burning unit and just had to use little storms to balance our pan around it and measured out our fuel so that it, we had sort of semi-efficient fuel but we didn't have any contingency really. yeah we top
1: transgir we fact though. Ireland,
2: so. sorry say again
1: top Trangier fact um God. it was first prototype was 1951 and it's not changed the situ- it's such a good a Like you, Wayne. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: by your jokes yeah terrible (laughs) yeah well that is a a good (laughs) that's a good sign of a good design though isn't it if you get it right first time blooming yeah
1: you've got so basically you the beauty of it is you've got your burner unit and you've got your windshield and you've got um a collection of pots and potentially a kettle depending which which style you buy and your frying pan all nested down into one um one little unit and you can buy nonstick, you can buy stainless, um, but it's absolutely perfect. It's been on used on so many different um, uh, trips. Now, Wayne, I know you love the history of words and where they might have yeah, come I from. Yeah, so, I do, I do. Um, I discovered that the name Tranje um, came about because um, they're still made actually, hundred years later, the same factory is there uh, in the, village, the Swedish village of Trong, and I've just had my uh, Swedish friend confirm the pronunciation, but that's spelled T R A with a little dot over it, um, N G. And uh, so they removed the the circle, and so it looks it is T R A N G. And they added I A at the end for in aluminium. So that's where the name Trangia came from.
0: Love it, love <laughs> that sort of like it's like the background to nylon and stuff like that, isn't it? Is where <laughs> yeah, there's is is similar. We are running very, very short time. We've got a minute and a half. What do we need to shoe on in for? Uh, can I recycle my gas canister?
1: Yes, you can. You can buy a little gizmo. Um, I think they're about nine pounds possibly, um, and it's a jet boil crunch it, and that allows you to safely depressurize your gas um canister camping small camping gas canister and uh, that can then be put in with standard metal recycling awesome kathy
2: mentioned about weights of gas canisters you can also get a, a thing that will screw on now uh like, and it's a, a, a pressure weight uh pressure and weight thing uh so therefore you you've got your big canister and you don't know how much is in it you shake it next to your head and and therefore you're like oh do i take that one do i take that one the amount of partially filled gas canisters that are just lying around in people's garages and all the rest of it sort of thing. So you can measure it. You can even now sort of change from sort of uh, lower pressure to higher pressures um, yeah. reasonably safely. Um they do need to make sure that the screw threads on correctly yeah. and
0: Go on. Yeah, yeah we got we, we are gonna get cut off. Shortly. Yeah. So sorry, Stu. We'll have to, we'll have, we might have to come back another time. This has been outdoor gear chat. Uh, we've been talking stove, so that was burning ring of fire. I don't think we've got time to do the normal the normal mm-hmm. cubbins at the end, Cathy, I'm afraid. So thanks for no, listening. To we'll worry. be back again soon. Thanks, Stu. <laughs>
2: thanks, and Stu.
1: Thanks,
2: I'm off to listen to uh, Johnny Cash now. Excellent. <laughs> burns, burns, burns.